And welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how we keep it simple in our homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I wanted to share with you some very special thoughts. Um, This week my husband's grandma, who was 99 years old, passed away and she's one of the women I most admired in life. She taught me so much wisdom, not just in her words that she spoke uh, and taught me, but also just through observing her in her life and how she lived her life. I learned so much from her and a lot of it embodies all things simple. She lived uh, definitely a simple life, a content life, a life that never had fear for the future. And uh, I'm going to share with you some of those life lessons that I learned from grandma that I would think uh, would just be so helpful for anyone looking to, you know, truly live for what matters most. Before I begin, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is an award-winning, Christ-centered homeschool curriculum provider. They have homeschooling curriculum for science and math and language arts and Bible study, lots of resources on their website, free downloads for homeschooling help. And right now, they have a We Love Homeschooling sale where you can save up to 25, um, I'm sorry, 20% on select Apologia favorites. We have always enjoyed all of the products we've used from Apologia, and I encourage you to go check them out if you are planning for your homeschool for next year. This is a great time to take advantage of their sale at Apologia.com. So I posted on my social media yesterday when we found out that my um, husband's grandma had passed away, and thank you for all of you who responded to that, sent me messages of condolences. And of course, while it is sad, um, we know that she lived a very full and complete life, and it was a life well lived for sure. And, you know, she was ready. She was definitely ready to go home and be with God. And that's what she wanted. And she was married for 75 years when her husband passed away, which was four years ago. He was 102. And, uh, you know, she taught me so many things about life and about marriage and just about really, you know, about living simply as well. Many years ago, one of my favorite memories is um, we had lost power in our home. I believe it was during Hurricane Sandy um, or at that time. I know we we were there one time during Hurricane Sandy and another time during a different hurricane, but I think it was during Hurricane Sandy and we stayed in their home because they weren't there. They were actually down in um, North Carolina. So we stayed in their home and they lived in a two-family house my mother-in-law on the downstairs and grandma and grandpa on the upstairs you know it had let's see one two three simple rooms well two bedrooms a living room and a kitchen four rooms um and it was very old i think it's at least over a hundred years old the home and it was actually built even without a bathroom. The original home had an outhouse. The bathroom was added on later. So we're talking a really old home. And I remember staying there and I would just think about 
my goodness, like she raised, okay, so she raised four kids in this home, two sets of twins, 14 months apart, two sets of twins, 14 months apart. The first set wasn't even walking when the second set was born. And this was obviously before disposable diapers and all our modern conveniences. Um, She says those first few years were a blur. uh, But you know, she Uh, as she lived her life and as she handled everything with such dignity, class, and grace. Never complained. I never heard her say, oh, those were the hard years. Literally never. Um, And I remember being in her um, apartment when we stayed there because our home was without power. And I was just like picturing her living there with these, you know, little kids and just picturing her raising this family in this, you know, what we would say tiny home, you know, nowadays. Um, And I just, you know, I would look out the window and they live more in a, in a city setting than where we live. And I would just think, you know, wow, she raised her family here and, uh, there was, you know, not a lot of space, but I bet a lot of love in that house. And so, um, the things that she, she taught us, and I want to share with you the words of wisdom on living simply. The main things were to be content with what you had and to be content with where you are. And the other main thing was to never, ever worry about the future. I truly believe that's why she lived so long. She did not worry. She would say, why would I worry about something that hasn't even happened yet? You know, in my um self, when I married into my husband's family, I was a complete worrier. I would worry about everything that might happen, could happen, what if, you know. And just watching the way she handled life events and not worrying about the future. I mean, it says in Matthew 6, uh, 34, you know, why worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. And, you know, she truly lived that out. She didn't borrow from the future. She completely lived for today with the information that she had today. Why would I even consider, you know, borrowing from the future and worrying about things that might happen when all I know is what's happening right now? She truly lived out that verse. And that is amazing to me because, right, you can see that verse, you can learn that wisdom, but to when you see somebody actually living it out, it becomes so meaningful. And she truly did live it out. Never worried about the future. Never worried about what if um, something could happen. You know, I remember speaking with her last year during the quarantine time. And she just started to tell me about all the things she had lived through. I mean, she lived almost an entire century. She saw so many changes. She saw so much. She saw so many hardships. She lived through the Great Depression. She told me about that. She told me about, um, you know, living through World War II, newly married and sent her husband off to war, not knowing if he would return. Like, I can't even fathom the thought of that right now. Like, Steve goes to Lowe's and he's gone too long. And I'm like, where is he? Let me find him in my app and, you know, (laughs) locate him. We're talking sending your husband off to war and every few months to see if he's okay, um, to see if he's alive, you know, not knowing when he's coming home. I mean, this is a completely foreign way of living for me, that's for sure. Um, And, you know, I I imagine going through that shapes who you are um, and it shapes you and your character so much. And so not only did she send her husband to war and eventually, thankfully, he came home, she 
then sent her sons to Vietnam. Her, she had, uh, like I said, four children. Uh, one son served over in Vietnam in some really difficult places and saw some really hard things. Like, okay, I can't even imagine in my, you know, biggest imagination how that would feel. And even if I do start to imagine it, it's so horrible, I can't even go there, right? And so again, not knowing if he would come home, she did say those were the worst years, you know, of her life, not knowing if, uh, when they would return. And then, you know, thankfully, they returned and she, you know, saw these things, she persevered through these things, she saw our culture change so much. Um, and yet, a person who lives through those things that doesn't worry. I mean, when I say doesn't worry, she did not worry about anything. And so, you know, that to me is just such an example of faith. And there's this contentment that I, it's almost like unexplainable because there's this great contentment um, that she had. So at one time she would spend, uh, she and her husband would spend like maybe, I don't know if it was like six months, but many months of the year down south and many months of the year up north here at home and they would kind of split their time and I remember asking her which do you enjoy more which do you love more like what's your favorite when you're up here in the north or when you're down in the south and she very honestly and very matter-of-factly because that's another trait of hers she just spoke her mind no matter what it was but she very matter-of-factly looked at me and she said my favorite place is wherever I am. And I always remember that. She said, when I'm in the South, I enjoy the South. When I'm in the North, I enjoy the North. She didn't have that mentality that many of us do, how we like live in the future. You know, so not only did she not worry about the future, she didn't live in the future either. That anticipation of like, I can't wait for, you know, fill in the blank. I can't wait for when we go on vacation. I can't wait for when we move. I can't wait for the next stage of life. She completely was content and she lived in the moment. She wasn't, you know, counting the days till when she went south. She wasn't counting the days till when she came home till north. She was truly living for today because she knew that was all she had, just like it says in the Bible. All we know is this moment, what we have right now. So why would I live in the future? I'll live in the future when I get there. And so I just loved that. I always remembered that. She had such a contentment about her. You know, stuff meant nothing to her. She definitely wasn't materialistic. She definitely wasn't, you know... Um, she wasn't what wooed by stuff, that's for sure. You know, that didn't do anything for her. Uh, she was content with her family. She was content, you know, just living for today and, and what she knew of today. She wasn't seeking anything else but, you know, this moment and today. So those are some of the, the really, like, simple life lessons that I just wanted to share with you guys about my husband's grandma. I mean, there's so many... There's so many things that I could share with you. One of the other beautiful memories that I have is, I don't know if many of you remember, if you if you were following me way back when, I think it was in 2012, our family, or maybe it was, two, no, it was 2012, our family took an RV trip. And we had, you know, these great expectations of this three-week RV trip that we were going to go down the whole East Coast. And we got into it three days and we were ready to come home. Um, 
we talked I talked about it all on the blog back then I could try to find the posts and link them in the show notes but what happened was the RV that we rented we rented an RV actually had mold and it made my son sick and we were like three days into the trip and he got sick and it was just horrible and we you know we were upset about the mold and I just talk about living in fear the entire trip I was in fear I was like really in fear the entire trip. It was a few days. Uh, But I was so fearful of everything. Like I couldn't enjoy the trip because I was fearful of something was going to go wrong and what's going to happen at the next place. And now my son is sick and it was just horrible. So anyway, while we were um, on our trip, we were, you know, a couple days into it, like I said, when all this happened and and, and she happened to be where um, where she lived down south at the time. So they said, come on over to our place, get some rest for a few days, you know, park the RV here and figure out what you're going to do. Because we were kind of like, do we keep on going with this trip or what do we do? I just wanted to go home. So she said, come here and rest for a few days. You could stay as long as you want. I showed up with an RV full of six people. You know, we have four little ones and Steve and I. And she's over there taking care of me. You know, like 90 years old or whatever at the time. She's taking care of me. She's cooking us our meals, you know, do the laundry. You know, I just remember her looking at the RV and going, oh, Karen, like, what have you done? (laughs) This is this is hard with all these kids, uh, little kids, too. And so. You know, but she didn't make us feel bad. Like we were, you know, what a stupid decision or anything. She just like, you know, um, empath- uh, 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 sympathized with me. And she was just like, you know, you stay here, go use the pool, get some rest. And she took care of us. And I remember thinking this woman at 90 years old has more energy than I have. She has more chutzpah than I have. You know, she's taking care of us. She didn't know six people were going to show up at our doorstep. And all of a sudden we had beds made up and meals provided and words of encouragement. And it was just a beautiful thing. And so, like I said, things like that, where you witness somebody's life in action, not just their words of wisdom, but truly living out things, that is where you learn the most. A couple of years ago, my son, Ethan, He's my youngest, and uh, my other kids were all out of the house one day a week at a homeschool program, but he wasn't going. So we had Tuesdays to do things, just him and I. And for a while, we started going down every Tuesday to visit Grandma, and he would play games with her because Grandma loved games. Her and her husband played games together up until the very end, Um, and so she loved card games. She loved backgammon and so she taught him all the ways of the games and she taught him the strategies and it was so fun I I shared some pictures on social media yesterday it was so fun to watch them play games together to watch her teach him strategies and I'll tell you what she was like I'm not letting him win. He's going to learn how to play and then he's going to have to play. (laughs) You know, sometimes you want to let the little kids win. She's like, no, we don't let each other win in this house. She's like, you have to learn how to play. I'm not going easy on you. And that was just a beautiful thing. But what I remember most was those Tuesdays spending our time together, our afternoons together. And we learned a lot about games, but we learned so much more because during those games, we would get to have conversations. And I felt like, boy, Ethan's school on Tuesdays couldn't be a better textbook than his nana, his great grandma, because 
you know, she would talk about the old times and stories and things like that. And, you know, for a 10-year-old at the time to have a relationship, you know, with a, a, a 97-year-old at the time is truly unique and special and something that you don't have often these days. I feel like these days we don't revere our older generations and they truly this truly is the greatest generation to live through the wars and to live through true hardships and not to dwell on it. You know, she, she never wore it as a badge of honor. I lived through World War II. I lived through the Great Depression. I lived through Vietnam. There was no badge of honor. It was like, this is just life. These were the cards I was dealt and I'm living it out. And so I just think there's so many life lessons. You know, I'm thinking of, like I said, the verse in Matthew 6:34 about why worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough uh, trouble of its own was definitely, definitely a verse that she embodied. And I also look at First um, Timothy 6, uh, verse 6 through 12. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. I'm going to stop there. That's actually, sorry, verse 10. But, you know, what stands out to me is true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. You know, Nana wasn't a woman of great financial wealth. She was a woman, though, of great wealth because she had found godliness with contentment and this whole idea my my own grandmother used to talk about this as well you know you can't take it with you she used to say that all the time you know we came into this world with nothing and we leave with nothing so if we have enough food and clothing let us be content this month in our simply living for him online community we're actually studying the lord's prayer and we're going to get to this idea of our daily bread. Give us a stay our daily bread. And so that just reminded me of that because, you know, it also says in Matthew 6, um, you know, he knows what we need. And if we have, you know, our needs met, what else is there? And so that's kind of echoing what we read here. If we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. We live in a very discontent society. So that's why I admire my husband's grandma so much because she was so content in a world that was full of discontent. Yet the ironic part is the world that was is discontent that was surrounding her had so much more stuff, big, huge houses, you know, cars, fancy things, you know, people are accumulating stuff and they're discontent. Yet she had this small house with just her things and she was one of the most content people I have ever known in my life, if not the most content person I have ever known in my life. Um, and then it says, people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. It's so true. Our society that looks for more, 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 not only ends up discontent, ends up destroying themselves, you know, and there's um, that whole spiritual aspect of it. If you're spiritually empty, it doesn't matter how much you have. And so, you know, grandma was definitely um, content and full spiritually. And 
She did not place her happiness on things. She didn't strive to be anything she wasn't. She didn't strive to have anything she didn't need. She didn't strive for more. She was truly content. And again, I think a lot of it has to do with this greatest generation who lived through so many things that, you know, persevered and saw so much suffering and saw so much hardship. You know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but Christians feel that, you know, suffering and hardship is something to, you know, always constantly avoid. And while, yes, no one wants to suffer, we also see that there's always these benefits to it. You know, there's always these um, things, you know, you get to on the other side of the suffering and you see the fruit actually that grows because of it. And, you know, you can look at that generation that lived through, you know, uh, the first uh, Spanish flu, the, the Great Depression, the First World War, the Second World War, Vietnam War, you know, all these things they had gone through and it built their character. And the, the, like one of the other biggest things that stands out is about how my husband's grandma literally never complained. We live in a complaining culture. Philippians tells us, though, do all things without complaining and disputing. And it says that you will shine like a light in this depraved world. I'm paraphrasing. And my husband's grandma, she's shown like, you know, a light in this wicked and depraved world because even though she had never had these ideal circumstances, as far as I know, she had, you know, a difficult childhood as well. Even though she never had these like ideal perfect circumstances, you didn't hear it from her mouth. There was no woe is me. There was no, you know, victim complex. There was no uh, worry about what would happen next. It was like you just put one foot in front of the other and walked forward in faith. And it was just a beautiful thing to behold. So I just wanted to share a little bit today. I thought, you know, what better thing for the podcast than to share some of these life lessons, simple life lessons that are really so uh, important and something that we could all learn from. So I just want to share a little bit of that wisdom with you today. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of a time here r- lately. Um, you know, we've had some highs and lows as life goes. We had my daughter get engaged a few weeks ago, and now we have a death in the family, you know. So life, that's how it is. It's one high and one low, and you just keep moving on. You don't get too far ahead of yourself. You just think about today. You don't start worrying about the future, and you just be content. Uh, I'm going to leave you with that. Be content with wherever you are, right? As, as Grandma said, my favorite place is where I, wherever I am. I love that. My favorite place is wherever I am. So I hope this encouraged you as much as grandma has encouraged me over all these years. We're going to miss her dearly, but her wisdom will go on uh, for as long as, you know, we we are here on this earth. I will always remember her wisdom. Uh, I just wanted to remind you, if you are interested in joining our Simply Living for Him online community this month in the community, we are studying the Lord's Prayer together. It's been a great study so far. I'd love for you to join us. We're also writing through Psalm 119. We'll be writing through it all of July and all of August. Uh, and we're also memorizing um, John 15, 1 to 17 right now. And I would love for you to join us over in the community. It's always free. We are just there to encourage women in their walk with the Lord. We're hoping to get real life events. I'm really hoping to plan one for this fall. So stay tuned for that. As you know, since life has been a little crazy, I haven't been able to um, get that going yet, but we're praying for that. Also, um, you can get my homeschooling books on Amazon. If you are a homeschooler and you need encouragement before the school year, I'd love for you to go check out my books on Amazon, The Simple Homeschool 
homeschool journey called home and real homeschool are all available um, and I know a lot of women out there read those at the beginning of the year to kind of get them focused if you are not a homeschooler uh, I have a devotional that is for all women it's called simply living for him the devotional less clutter and more joy that's a great way to spend some more time with the Lord this summer um, and again come to our um, simply living for him community if you want to learn how to spend more time in the word and be a woman of the word and not of the world so i hope this podcast encouraged you today if it did let me know rate and review it wherever you're listening share it with a friend and until the next time i wish you all the blessings and joy in jesus today